Hi guys, um, I'm coming to you from Allergy Central. I've literally been back in Austin for like three days and I'm already destroyed once again by the allergies, which is super convenient because I'm supposed to deliver vocals to a producer by Monday, which is three days from now. And then I'm supposed to record a different set of vocals for another producer by Wednesday of the same week. And I literally can't do either right now because I'm full of mucus. Yay! Anyway, so that's the tea. That's what's up. Um, I started a new job this week. Woohoo! Financially stable income. Wow. Um... But yeah, so I started a new job and I just got back. Yes, I said I just got back. Well, I didn't say I just got back. I said I've only been in Austin a few days. So you should be wondering if you're an inquisitive mind, where in the world was I if I just got back to Austin? Great question. Wow, you're so smart. Hey, you are an intelligent, <laughs> incredible mind and... I revel in you. Um, anyway, so I was just in Nashville, Tennessee, music capital of this here, United States, and possibly the world. Um, <laughs> I don't know where else the music capital would be if it was not there, of the world. Bollywood? That's not a real place, though, right? Because Bolly... Anyway, I'm going to stop there before I stereotype myself. Um... Anyway, yes, so I was in Nashville. I was in Nashville, and it was a little bit of work, a little bit of play, a little bit of vacation, a little bit of sleigh. Um, <clears throat> I was staying in this really cool hotel called The Virgin, The Virgin Hotel. There's one in Dallas. Um, they are notable for their funny library, which is a, like, that's what it's called. It's a coffee shop workspace that is in all of their hotels. And it's like a very just fun, kooky coffee shop. And uh, the coffee was also pretty decent. So check it out if you're ever near one of those hotels. Um, and I had the most amazing truffle fries that I've ever had in my life at this hotel. I'm on, I think I've said this before. I'm, I'm on a weird truffle obsession right now i have some truffle infused olive oil that i'm throwing on everything uh i'm obsessed with these truffle almonds from trader joe's and also these truffle potato chips that i only ate once and i don't know where we got them so i can't get more but they're really good so truffle is truffle is in right now it's in i think i said something about this in the <laughs> predictions for 2023 that I was like thought truffle was amazing so I'm just living out my own prediction anyway so I was in Nashville working having some fun specifically the fun that I had and you might have saw it if you were at if you're at my Instagram if you're on my Instagram if you're a stalker um I got to go to the music festival Bonnaroo in Tennessee for the first time and that is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to do a little story time moment. And I'm just going to break you down 
what in the world is Bonnaroo? And let's get into it. Let's get into it. And it's just going to be fun little story time moments. So get yourself a nice little coffee. Enjoy your long drive to or from work. And let's talk. Let's talk Bonnaroo. So I only got to go for one day, <clears throat> which was totally fine. Um, so I went on Sunday, the last day of the festival. And some people that I missed on the other days that I wish I could have seen. Rina Sawayama. And that's it. I can't remember. Who the other, oh, Muna was there, but I actually saw Muna at the Eras tour. Um, lots of amazing people that I literally can't remember who they were. Um, but who we did get to see very exciting and we'll get into it. I already exposed on my Instagram, so I guess it's not a spoiler. We saw girl in red. Icon, icon, uh, icon, icon. Um, and we saw Paramore. Bro, 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 bro. We'll get into it. Um, and we saw the Foo Fighters because we were with my dad and he likes the Foo Fighters. Um, anyway, so, but before we get to shows, let's talk about where in the world Bonnaroo is. Also, my dad loves a good deal. He loves a good deal uh, especially with something like music festival tickets, people are selling them, you know, people are selling their wristbands, people, whatever. So he's stalking the Facebook, the Facebook marketplace, the Craigslist, the eBay, all the outlets. He is looking for good deals. We're in Nashville fully planning to go to Bonnaroo while we're there and we don't have tickets. <laughs> so, but I have faith in him. I believe in him. And so he finds the first two tickets that we get. And it's me and my dad and my mom, so we need three. He finds the first two. Finds a great deal. And here's the story of how the deal was gotten. Because if you think about it, if someone's selling their tickets to something, obviously they can't go. So what happened? What happened that these people could not go? Literally, it's the day before. Well, so tragically, <laughs> this... Dad was going to go with her, his daughter to Bonnaroo and he was hit by an Uber. Right, 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 right. Homeboy was crossing the street, ran over by an Uber. He's totally fine. Like he's, I mean, he's, I, I don't know what state he's in, but he's like, he's not going to die. Like he's good. He might be in the hospital. He might be, I'm, I'm unsure exactly, but he was hit by a car, an Uber and of course you can't really like walk around and stand at a music festival outside all day if you were hit by a car so tragically he they had to get rid of their tickets but obviously it was like kind of a good deal because it's like well they just want to take what they can get because it's the day before and they can't go so sorry to them um really really unfortunate also ubers hitting people it does happen I never thought about it. You think that something like an Uber or a taxi is immune to like <laughs> normal people issues just because it's like Uber? No, girl, no. So watch out for the Ubers. Watch out. Anyway, we're continuing on. It's like the night before and we still only have those two tickets. Perfect, perfect. 
And my dad's like, well, worst comes to worst, you and mom can just go. And I'm like, well, it's Father's Day because <laughs> we're going on Sunday. So it was like, it's literally Father's Day. There's no way like you're not going to come. Um, but anyway, so he keeps looking. So then we wake up the next day and it's about an hour drive from where we were, where, where we were, where, oh my God, twice in a row, where we were staying in Nashville, it was an hour drive to get to Manchester where Bonnaroo was being held in the middle of nowhere. And we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it anyway. So we start driving there. We still don't have a third ticket, <laughs> but my dad, because he is an icon and because he's a legend is able to secure two tickets to Bonnaroo and they're a little bit fancy and special which is why he got two they are artist guest passes which I'm not exactly sure I don't think you can buy these they're not VIP because there is VIP and there's different levels of VIP and then there's general admission whatever blah 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 blah. but these are artist guest passes so I'm assuming these are given to people who are friends or team members of like the artists that are performing at the festival again i'm unsure but to me artist guest sounds pretty self-explanatory um so you know we were feeling fancy we had some like exclusive access to some stuff which i'll talk about later um but so we ended up getting those two tickets or those two i mean they're wristbands i mean they are tickets but they're wristbands y'all know y'all know the music festival like what's up so my dad secures these. We have to meet the person that's um, selling them. And the person that's selling them tells us to meet him at this restaurant that is like 10 minutes away from where Bonnaroo is happening. And the whole story behind this is that they went for the first three days of the festival and then didn't want to go back for the last day. Understandable. Um, and to our benefit. So we love them for that. <laughs> but So we end up going to this. It was called Emma's family restaurant or something like that emma's family cooking like something so redneck sounding and let me tell you on this let me tell you something on this sunday at 12 o'clock noon in this rural rural town oh my god was emma's family restaurant packed and not only was it packed it was packed full of redneck people in suits and dresses their sunday best it was the we just left church crowd and we are going to the spot the town's favorite spot emma's family restaurant and it was it was very comical just because like it just it just was so it was so like you know how in tv shows like riverdale or like vampire diaries or i'm sure like literally everything they have that one place that they go all the time or like in Wednesday since everyone's seen Wednesday that coffee shop like it's like the one place where people meet <laughs> like the diner the coffee shop the restaurant the bar like there's only one in the whole town and every episode someone is there <laughs> it's like it drives me insane I'm like is there not another place for us to have this dialogue like what is going on but that's exactly what it felt like I felt like I was at the town spot I felt like Emma's family food cooking restaurant was the spot and so my dad's getting the tickets whatever I go in to use the restroom first of all there's a line 
for the men's restroom. So I don't know what's going on, but I go in there. I'm wearing like my, my festival fit, my, you know, my little, my little cute little moment and everyone's in their Sunday best suit and tie. And I go in there and this guy (laughs) looks at me, he goes, are you going to Bonnaroo? (laughs) I'm like, absolutely of course I am like it's just so obvious that I don't belong where I'm standing like I I couldn't be more different than the types of people that were in there it was it was so funny also complete side note Emma's the cuisine was a buffet and it was looking sus let me tell you but the amount of patrons inside would have you shocked these people were munching and munching and I would believe that it was the best food that they ever had but it did not look like the best food they'd ever had. So I don't know what Emma's putting in there. MSG for sure. Anyway, so we got all the tickets. We have one general admission that we're going to use and two artist guest passes and a day parking pass. Okay. So we're driving. We're passing all these farmhouses. We're in literally the middle of nowhere. Um, and we arrive at Bonroom and it's actually pretty easy to park it's very convenient to get in line like to get in uh, it was honestly a really easy experience getting into the festival however you have to walk quite a ways from the parking to where the actual stages are okay so first you're walking through all these cars and then the terrain changes and instead of walking through all these cars you're walking through all of these parking spots with cars and tents because yes the thing that makes Bonnaroo so unique and exciting and interesting is it's not like ACL in Austin or South by Southwest or something or Coachella well I don't think people tent like camp at Coachella I've never been but anyway people are setting up camp from Thursday to Sunday and like living at Bonnaroo. And I'm not talking like, you know, a campground, like this is, this is dirt lots. It's, it, it is flat land grass parking spots that people convert into these like little weekend campsites. And part of it is like really like, Oh my God, this is what we're doing. Like they are next to each other, like tents next to each other for, for miles. Like I'm not exaggerating thousands and thousands of these little camp setups and they are neck and neck, like the yards with no room. It's a subdivision. It's a subdivision of tents, but what's like kind of fun is Everyone had like, well, not everyone, but a lot of people had these like themes. So like certain tents had like memes set up. They had like meme flags and there were themes. They had like garden stuff, like, like little decorations at their campsite. And so that was really fun. I was thinking like, if I ever went and did that, if I ever went and had a campsite with like my friends, we would absolutely be picking a theme and getting decorations and like making it fun. And I mean, if you're going to do it, you might as well do it. So anyway, we're walking through tents after tents, after tents, after tents of people that have been staying at the music festival all weekend. Literally, I cannot stress how many tents there were. So we go through the many rows of tents And right as we're getting close to where you're actually going to go from, like, the camp area to the stage area, 
I noticed this little mailbox, so to speak. It just is like a little spot on the ground that is like a box. And it has a sign that says, leave something, take something. Okay. And people are swarmed around this little spot. This is the place. And we were just walking by trying to get to the stages. And we were like kind of in a hurry because the first band that we wanted to see was the one that my mom wanted to see. And it was going to be starting soon. So we're not stopping to look at the leave one, take one. Also, we didn't have anything to leave. Hi. We didn't know about the culture. So I see it and I'm like, oh my gosh, everyone's obsessed with this. That's cute. And then throughout the day, I start seeing them all over. There's some at different campsites. There's some inside the festival. Like it's totally a thing. And then I realize what most people are leaving is little like bead bracelets. So anyone that's been to the Eras tour, these people are showing up to the Eras tour hours before it starts so they can trade friendship bracelets. So people come and they make like a hundred friendship bracelets that all say like the same thing. And then someone else brings theirs that say something different. And then you guys just like trade. Okay. And I was not part of that crowd when I went to the Eras tour because I was like, no, I don't want to show up to the stadium five hours early. I want to go have lunch at a cool place and like get coffee, like, you know, be a tourist in Dallas. Um, however, I will say that me and Josue did get some friendship bracelets because this adorable, like probably like 12 year old girl in the merch line who was with her mom, she, <laughs> she saw us and she said that she loved her, our outfits. And so she gave us two of her friendship bracelets that she had gotten earlier that day. So that was really cute and fun. And I did end up getting my friendship bracelet moment. And she said she liked my outfit. So it was like a double whammy of serotonin and joy. Anyway, so that was like kind of what I was getting from this Bonnaroo experience is like, okay, so we're doing the friendship bracelets. We're doing the beaded bracelets, which is like kind of a huge thing now. And I feel like that came out of nowhere. Maybe I just am not involved in the right circles. Maybe like the rave scene. This is like a huge thing. Music festival thing. This has always been going on. But I feel like this friendship bracelet thing has had a resurgence recently. I don't know. Anyway, we arrive at the festival. We arrive at where the heart of everything is happening. There's like five or six different stages there's people everywhere, but there's a lot of space. So at this point, it hasn't hit me how many people are actually here, okay? But we'll get into that later. So we go to our first show. It's like 3 p.m., okay? So it's getting to the hottest part of the day, according to science, but actually that ended up being why. But so we go to the first show, and it's in one of the smaller stages, so it's actually covered, and the covered area has these giant fans. And so it's actually amazing. There's a breeze. It's like not direct sunlight. I'm not worrying about getting a sunburn. It's everything. So we're there. We're enjoying, you know, it's like fun. Um, and then after that show, we head over to, so there's like the main stage and then there's the secondary stage okay the main stage is like the big biggest area biggest stage you know classic and the secondary stage is like okay this is still big name people and it's still set up to hold a lot of people but it's not quite the biggest one so we go over there 
So I still haven't seen the main stage area. So I still don't know how many people are actually here. But we go to the second stage. We're waiting for Girl in Red. And let me tell you, the gays showed up. Like, <laughs> the whole time that I was at the festival, I didn't see almost anyone my age. Like, people were, well, okay, let me rephrase that. I'm 23. Most of the people were my age. However, I look much younger than 23. I feel like I look 19, sometimes 18. So, what I mean by that is actually, I don't see a lot of people that are... <laughs> The age that I look <laughs> is, is what I actually mean, I guess. I hadn't seen them the whole festival. It was mostly people that were older. And we get to the girl in red stage and they show up. The amount of uh, people that I was like, you should be in high school. Like, you should be in school, which it's summer. Yeah, I know. But shouldn't you be like, like, like what's going on? How are you here? Like, literally, these, these people look like 17, 17, 18. But... It was cute. Everyone was dolled up. People had their pride flags, you know, because girl in red, she loves girls, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I was able to secure a spot right at the front of the stage. And there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people. But I did wait in a line that was very hot and in direct sunlight. Terrible. But I was able to get a spot literally to... I was only behind two people from the front of the stage. So incredible. And I was right in the center. And I had seen Girl in Red in 2019 when she toured and she was the opening act for Conan Gray. This was back when she was still a small artist. When she performed at that tour, I had never heard of her, I don't think. But I instantly fell in love with her. I mean, because she's amazing. But she was a small artist. She was a small new artist. And so I was very excited about this show because it's 2023 and she has absolutely blown up. I mean, when Bonnaroo was happening and she was performing, she had just performed as the opening act for Taylor Swift the night before. So she's made it. She's there. She has arrived, you know. Um, but so she comes out and she is just exactly the same she's exactly the same as I remember like she's just sweet and she's so cute and she's so tiny and she has her beautiful hair and she just has such a soft face and soft features and she's so funny and just honest and genuine and she's like not trying to be a big star she's just trying to be like herself and I love 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 loved her show it was so much fun she was so fun to watch and her voice is just amazing and her songs are so calming and relaxing and still just so good but the best part was at the end of the show she was like do you guys want to do a stage dive or a mosh pit and we had already done she already st stage dove so I think she was like okay we're gonna do a mosh pit and she starts giving us directions. And I think everyone thinks, like, we're just going to be, like, mosh pitting, you know, while she's singing the song. No, 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 no. So we get the mosh pit ready. And then she she runs into the crowd and goes directly to the center of the mosh pit. Okay? And I was not in the center of the mosh pit at all because I was like, I do not want to do that at the Girl in Red concert. Maybe if we were in the right scenario. When I went to see Baby Metal and there was a mosh pit, 
yeah, like I'm there for that. Like that's it's it, it comes with the territory. But at the girl in red show, it was surprising. So, but anyway, so the mosh pit starts happening, and then it hits me. I'm like, oh my god, she just walked into the crowd from the center, like of the stage. Like she came down through the center, and she's gonna have to exit that same way. She's gonna have to go back. So I start moving even further towards the back, but more into the center, like direct center. And of course, her security guards come over and they're like telling people to like split the crowd so she can come through. And I'm right on the aisle. Like I am part of the split crowd, like on the edge. So I hold my arm out, my hand out, and she's coming through and people are taking selfies with her really quick. And she passes by me and she just grabs my hand and looks at me and then keeps going. And I can die happy. I can die happy. Girl in red held my hand. What else could I possibly hope to gain from this lifetime? <laughs> so um, anyway, that was that. That was my girl in red experience. So then we are going to head over to the main stage to see the lovely Paramore. And I never have claimed to be like a big, huge, massive Paramore fan. I love their music, but it's like, you know, everyone loves their music. They're nostalgic. Like they're from an era, like they have new stuff. I don't like their new stuff as much, but their old stuff is iconic. These are songs that everyone knows and we all love. So yeah. So I'm not like a huge, like, oh my God, I love Paramore. Like, blah, 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 blah. but I do, but everyone loves them in a certain sense because we all know like a bunch of their songs and they're a big part of our culture. So I was excited, but I was definitely not like, you know, mega uber invested. I, like we were already there. So I was like, yeah, of course I'm going to see Paramore. Like, duh. Guys, we get over to the main stage. Oh my God. There is an ocean, a sea of people. Oh my God. We, we are so far away from the stage. I, I can't even describe to you. And there's no way you can get through. No, 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 no. It, it is a massive massive crowd of people and one thing that's fun about it is like all these people have these different totem poles that they made and a lot of people had totem poles that matched their like campsite theme going back to that but a lot of them are also just like memes <laughs> and that was my favorite thing like I would totally go with a, a totem pole of like twitter reaction memes but, but these are so fun. It's so fun. Some people have like inflatable, like aliens, inflatable Kermit, and they've got like lights on it and like they've all decorated it. And so they're holding them up and it's like a big ocean, big crowd of people. And then all these flags and all these totems, like above everyone. It is so fun. And the vibe is just like, it's just such a cute little moment. But, um, yeah, so we're hopelessly in the back of the audience, just so far away watching on a screen and Haley Williams is still eating me up alive. Oh my gosh, she is an incredible performer. Incredible performer. So stunningly pretty. Her blonde hair era. Oh my god, this this bleached platinum era. Wow, it fits fits her so well. She had this beautiful, gorgeous makeup on, this like crayon looking glitter, like bleed bleeding down her face makeup. It was some of the best makeup I've ever seen. Just stunning but I enjoyed her show her show so much their show 
Um, and about halfway through, my dad realizes, oh my God, we have these guest passes. There's an area that we can access that no one else can, okay? So after he searches for this area forever, and then he finally finds it, he takes me to this back area. And it's literally like you go through this like security gate where you have to scan your wristband. And then you're literally like backstage. Like it's like the artist exclusive area. People that are performing, it's their little like cafeteria area, hangout area, their trailers, the access, like the literally the access to the stairs, to the stage is like right there. Like you're passing everything behind the scenes. And the way that this was able to help us was that it actually allowed us to walk around the back of the main stage and get to the section that was impossible to reach because it was across the giant sea of thousands of people. And so we actually were able to use this like secret corridor, go around the stage, go to the left side and be like five times closer than we were. We still weren't at the front, but oh my gosh, like you could actually see the stage, like see the people on stage. It, it was beyond better. It was incredible. It was awesome. Um, so those wristbands literally saved our life and I was able to sit there, well, not sit there, stand there and enjoy the rest of their show and actually see things. And it was great. Then we see um, Foo Fighters. And this is when it's starting to get late in the night. Like Foo Fighters didn't start till like, I don't even know, like 9.30 or 10 or something. 10.30. I'm not even sure. But it's dark. And right before they go on, it starts raining. It starts raining. It starts drizzling, which was such a moment. And it actually was nice because everyone's hot. Um, and it was just so moody and like, rah, rah, it's raining. Um, but so this giant ocean of people, it's raining. Everyone's getting excited. And then they start playing. And on the screen, they're showing these like drone shots of the whole festival. And that's when it hits me like there are tens of thousands of people here. And I ended up going home, well, back to the hotel and Googling how many people were there. And it said online that Bonnaroo sold 85,000 four-day passes, okay? And me and my parents were there on a one-day pass. So there could have been, you know, 90,000, 100,000 people there absolutely insane the Aeros tour is only like seventy-three thousand, and that's a stadium so it was absolutely insane absolutely wild absolutely crazy but also so much fun and it's just like there's so many different types of people there but you're all there just to enjoy music and everyone's doing their own thing and it was just such a fun fun little experience and um shout out trader joe's face sunscreen because I only applied that once at the beginning of the day. Not a drop of burn on me. Crazy. Pick that up. Pick some of that up. Y'all, thank me later. Um, but anyway, so it was amazing. The festival was amazing. <laughs> Until we tried to leave. Then it was just a disaster. So we left early. We left before the Foo Fighters were done. Because we were like, hey, let's get out of here. So we can beat some of the traffic. Well, well, new issues arose because we're trying to get back to the car. And that's when we realized we actually don't know where the car is and we don't know where we are. And so even if we knew where the car was, 
we didn't know how to get there. So that's absolutely fantastic. Also, so much walking that we did in the beginning. We were like trying to take these shuttles to cut out some of the walking. But no one was like giving us accurate information about where the shuttles were going. So we ended up just getting more lost after taking the shuttle. Eventually, we found our car. Thanks to me noticing some landmarks from our walk to the festival. But it took probably an hour for us to actually get to the car. That might be a little bit of an exaggeration, but but I honestly don't think it is. <laughs> By the time we got to the car, the Foo Fighters had stopped performing. So it was it was a while. It was a long time. Um, but we get to the car and people are only starting to leave. So we beat the traffic completely. However, this is where the next problem arose. <laughs> so there's hundreds of thousands of people trying to leave this festival. And we're in the middle of nowhere, rural America. And the police have sectioned off all these roads, making this one specific pathway for everyone to go. But they don't have signs up. They don't have like detours set up. And so the GPS is taking us in a circle. So we end up leaving the concert. The police forces us to go one direction that we're not, that the GPS doesn't want us to go. We start going that way. And then the GPS reroutes us. They reroute us to the beginning of the route that the police have set up that we still can't go down. So after figuring that out, we have to go all the way back to the other side and keep driving and keep driving and keep driving. And this is all driving in the opposite direction of where we need to be going. Uh, and, but everyone's forced to go this way. And so finally we make it back to the highway. We drive where we're supposed to be going. And that took easily another 30 minutes to an hour. And then we have to drive an hour back to our hotel. So all in all, it took forever to get out of there. It took absolutely forever. But I do want to give a special shout out to the man at the first gas station that you pass after leaving Bonnaroo for having trendy music on and having his shop absolutely filled to the brim with water and other good snacks and being open late because drinking a root beer and a water after Bonnaroo was probably the most transcendent experience I've ever had in my life. So anyway... So that was fun. That was Bonnaroo. I definitely want to go back. Oh my gosh. And last thing. <laughs> so we were, we were leaving on a flight back home to Austin the next day, the next morning. There's merch at Bonnaroo, obviously. So we, you know, we bought t-shirts. Everyone bought t-shirts. Everyone has merch. And we all have our wristbands. And I don't know about you, but if I'm going to a music festival and I have a cool wristband, I'm keeping it on the next day. Like, you know, we're, we're keeping that on. We're keeping it as a keepsake. It's a souvenir. So we're going to the airport. Girls, <laughs> this airport was full. The only people at the airport were people from Bonnaroo. Everyone's wearing their, their t-shirts. If they're not wearing their shirt, you can tell they're from Bonnaroo because they look a mess. They look hungover. They look distressed. They're sleeping on the floor. They have the wristband. I was just looking at everyone's arms, their wrists, to see if they had a wristband. Literally everyone in this airport, every single person at this airport was from like going home from Bonnaroo our flight specifically I would be confident saying that our flight which was full completely full was 75 percent people coming home from Bonnaroo 
It was so funny. It was so funny. I've never experienced anything like that before in an airport, and it was so cute. Um, anyway, so that's Bonnaroo. If you ever have a chance to go, if you ever see a lineup that you like, definitely look into it. I can't speak for the camping experience. Obviously, you'd have to do some soul searching and your own research on that. But day pass, absolutely, I would go again. I would consider doing the camping if I had the right group. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. And um, me and my parents are definitely experiencing what they call Rue Flu, Bonnaroo Rue Flu, uh, because I'm having allergy attacks from all the dust and my mom is feeling bad. Um, but apparently that's a normal thing. Everyone just feels bad after it for days and days. Um, and also they say everyone passes and like everyone walking around, they're all like, happy Rue, happy Rue, happy Rue. Like if you talk to anyone, like that's becomes like the greeting, like hello and goodbye. It's so weird. Like it's such a weird culture thing. Like there's just a little mini culture that gets set up there and it's so fun. But anyway, okay. So that's all. Um, I hope you enjoyed my little story time, but yeah, that's literally all. So I will, thanks for listening. How about we have a real outro? Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. We, I was recently able to access monetization through this podcast, AKA you're going to start hearing some ad reads from me. And that's just going to be something that you can totally skip over. And I'm going to make like a few dollars off of that. And so that's really fun. So thanks for being a part of this and for enjoying it and coming back every week. And um, be looking out on my Instagram story at Ethan Rank for me asking you some questions so we can have less story times, less me just talking and more us talking. But uh, anyway, until then, I will see you guys later. Bye.